Alright. Welcome to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for June 29th, 2023. It's a Thursday. Now, on last trivia night, um, well, this first segment's going to be about my life today. But I want to talk about yesterday, actually. Yesterday evening, I should say. Um, um, we went to the Tap House, Two Wolves Tap Room, by the way, which I have done advertising for them on the station, by the way. Um, and um, I put up a poster there for our station, so if you're hanging out around Two Wolves Tap Room, you might see that on the um, bulletin board, actually, which is kind of really cool. Um, we also put up posters, possibly, at Hugo's Pizza... The Galaxy One Arcade, which we also talked about on this station during our morning show. Um, also on their bulletin board over at the Academy building, over by the elevator on the first floor. And um, other than two old chapters, I think there was one more. I'm trying to figure out where it was. Um, there was the arcade over by Domino's. There was the... Um, Half room that we go to trivia night, which I'll talk about trivia night eventually, but I just want to talk about the posters first. There was the tap room, the arcade, Hugo's Pizza, um, the Academy building over by the elevator on the first floor. Oh, yeah, and the library. So, yeah, so far I've given away five posters to all five of those businesses. Now, um, let's go on to trivia night. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the first round was actually pretty great, actually. It actually gave us a pretty good tie, actually. Um, even announced our um, team name, the Pokey Pals, actually after the second round because of how well we did. Go figure. <laughs> so, yeah, that first round was actually very good. It was actually very impressive. It's probably by far the best we've ever done so far overall. Um, we even suggested doing a double down because of how well we did. And we did do that and it turns out it turned out to be a good success. Now as far as round three was concerned, which was sports nicknames, um, yeah, that didn't turn out so well. <laughs> Now, um, I believe next trivia night, which is next Wednesday, might be a little bit of a conflict. I'm going to presume that it takes place on July 4th. Actually, no, I'm wrong. July 4th is actually a Tuesday. So, yeah, that will not conflict. That's good. So, yeah, um... Good thing, good news, guys. It's not going to conflict with the 4th of July. But I still don't know if I'm going to be going to Mom before Independence anyway for that, because that was way too rambunctious. Because, um... Because, as you may recall, the Independence fireworks are way too busy compared to other places. Because I think it has stuff to the fact that it attracts people from not just um, Dallas and Monmouth Independence, but from like out of town even further, like Salem, Staten, 
and probably even further away like Eugene or whatever because the Independence fireworks tend to be very popular. I know some people from like Eugene or whatever even come there to see it which is kind of odd but oh well. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, let's see if we can get your 4th of July weather report. Okay, um, let's just go to weather.com because I'm a little bit concerned now because of the um, weather wedging on our website not working for some reason, so I'm just going to do it the old-fashioned way. Let's see, I think we should get with a 10-day forecast in theory, I believe. Well, if we can, yeah, there we go. Alright, yeah, it looks like we can't get a 4th of July forecast. I gotta quit doing that. Let me take a drink of water. Alright, that's a little bit better. Alright, Tuesday, 4th of July. It's gonna be 95 degrees, high 59, low. And yes, it will be sunny. With very little precipitation, like 1%. And the wind rate will be north 12 miles per hour. So it might be a little bit pretty quite windy. But yeah. But yeah, it's going to be the hottest of them all, I think. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But keep in mind, this forecast is for Dallas. And it was updated as of 7.05 a.m. But this could change, guys. Weather in, weather in Oregon is very unpredictable. And I mean unpredictable, I mean it's very unpredictable. Really, it is. Yeah, um, and today, um, it's going to be 86, plentiful sunshine, high 86, winds north-northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour, and then Thursday night, which is tonight later, a clear sky, low 56, winds west-northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. I think that will do it for your weather report. But yeah, um, yeah. What? Okay, never mind. It's all good. Um, it's like, why is that waveform pattern there going like crazy? It's like weird. Oh yeah, there's one more thing I can talk about. Um. You won't believe what I saw at Walmart yesterday. I saw a little mini um, audio mixer there from Vivitar. And that looks very intriguing for our radio station. So maybe we'll have to look into buying one of those. It's like $30, guys. So I'll have to look into it. So it'll be really cool to give that a go. And try it one day and see how it works. Maybe next month and try it on my computer. See how it turns out. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Thursday, June 29, 2023. 
I believe coming up in the next segment, I'm not really sure. We'll probably do music news to shake it up a little bit. And I think for the third segment, we'll probably do the celebrity news. Because I know Aitla's going to be here this morning. She don't like listening to that. So we'll probably do the celebrity news at 740 instead. Yeah, so that would be a good idea. Um... But anyway, um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get some ads here. Alright, four minutes should do the trick. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Thursday, June 29, 2023. I say that so many times, but I say it every so often, just so if people forget their minds out like crazy and they don't know what they're doing. But I am sorry, but that's just how radio works. So, Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club, June 29, 2023. Coming up, Music News. Don't go away. I'm Jesse Hackinson. We'll be right back. That was Miguel Shorefing. I believe before that was Bacar Helen back, which might be becoming a stable on this station. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> um, this is about the iHeartRadio Music Festival lineup. Travis Scott's going to be on it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Travis Scott joins the 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival lineup. The 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival just got even bigger because Travis Scott has joined the previously announced Star Stud lineup set to take over the stage at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on September 22nd to 23rd. This year's iHeartRadio Music Festival will also include performances by Foo Fighters, Fallout Boy, Kelly Clarkson, Kane Brown, Lil Wayne, Lenny Curtivis, Miguel, Public Enemy, Cheryl Crow, Tim McGraw, 30 Seconds to Mars, and more. Hosted by Ryan Seacrest, the the person behind American Top 40, by the way. The annual music mega event will once again include one-of-a-kind collaborations and surprise performances. Now, if you can't make it to Vegas this year, you will be able to watch each night of the iHeartRadio Music Festival via Hulu. I believe last year it was available on the CW, but apparently this year it's going to be available via Hulu, which is now officially the new stream destination. Now, they will be live-streamed exclusively to Hulu subscribers because Hulu is paid only, so you will have to pay for it to watch it, but the event will be available at no additional cost. So as long as you're paying some form to Hulu, you should be okay. And highlights will be available on demand on Hulu in the weeks following the event as well. On top of all that, the festival will also be broadcast live via iHeart stations across the country, across more than 150 markets, 
and they will be available on the iHeartRadio app, available for iPhone, iPad, and Android. And it looks like the tickets are available on Axis.com. It plays September Friday on the Friday the 22nd and the Saturday 23rd. It takes place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas and available on Hulu, Foo Fighter, Fallout Boy, Kelly Clarkson, Kane Brown, Will Wayne, Lenny Kutivis, Miguel, Public Enemy, Cheryl Crow, Travis Scott Now, Tim McGraw, TLC, 30 Seconds to Mars, and many, many more. Tickets for the 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival are currently on sale via Axis.com. So just go to www.axs.com if you want those tickets, okay? For a summer-long on-air and online promotion via iHeartRadio stations, the iHeartRadio station listeners across the country will have chances to win exclusive trips to Las Vegas where they will join thousands of other decade music fans to experience the 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival. For more details about the iHeartRadio Music Festival, please visit iHeartRadio.com slash festival. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um... Oh, yeah, here's an cool music story. It's about Madonna. Madonna's family believe they may lose her amid the health scare. Let's take a look at this, guys. Madonna's family was reportedly worried that they had lost her after she was found unresponsive in New York City and rushed to hospital on Saturday, June 24th. In a new report from the Daily Mail, an unidentified family member revealed what was going through their heads during the serious health scare. For the past couple of days, no one really knew which direction this was going to turn, and her family was preparing for the worst, the relatives said. Everyone believed that we may lose her, and that has been the reality of the situation. On Wednesday, June 28th, Madonna's longtime manager, Guy Osry, revealed that the legendary pop star had been taken to the ICU and intubated after she developed a serious bacterial infection. While there is while there's little information on the infection, sources close to her have claimed that her rigorous rehearsal schedule for the upcoming celebration tour may have contributed. Madonna will have to postpone the tour now, which was set to kick off next month as she recovers. A full recovery is expected. At this time, we will need to pause all commitments, which includes the tour, Osri shared. We will share even more details with you soon as we have them, including a new start date for the tour and for rescheduled shows. Madonna's longtime friend Rosie O'Donnell also shared an update on her health on Thursday, June 29th. She's feeling good. The host of iHeart's Onward podcast wrote alongside an old photo of the pair on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yep, there's a picture here on Instagram, by the way. 
posted by Rosie O'Donnell. She's feeling good. Hashtag Madonna. Hashtag love. And on the left, I believe, is Madonna. And on the right is Rosie. Rosie O'Donnell, that is. That was posted on Instagram, by the way. All right. I think we're pretty much getting close to the end of um, 7.30, so I'll go ahead and stop it there. Um, but yeah, um, Travis Scott joined the iHeartRadio lineup, now streaming on a new platform called Hulu, which we do have, by the way, but it's really, so it hasn't gone to crap. It's, I'm not going to explain anything more, but yeah, Travis Scott, 2023 iHeartRadio lineup, now streaming on Hulu. Well, we'll be streaming on Hulu in September. And, um, uh, Madonna is supposedly taken to the ICU due to some form of, uh, bacterial infection for whatever reason that they're not going to explain publicly, apparently. Oh, well. We're going to do. <laughs> but anyway, coming up in the next segment is, um, uh, what was it again? Oh, yeah, TMC Celebrity News. So, yeah, um, <laughs> let me get some commercials here for you guys. I don't really like commercials, but yeah, I'm airing them for some reason, because I'm stupid. I really am not stupid, guys, but I probably am stupid for doing stuff like this. Okay, that's an even four. That might work. Now, worry about the music later, so I know that what will be even and what will. But yeah, Travis Scott on the iHeartRadio Music Festival this year, along with Miguel, which we were playing earlier, by the way. And of course, Madonna is in extreme pain right now. She's been taken to the ICU, so. Yeah, um, I hope she's okay. She's been featured on, on like, several of my Pokemon soundtracks, like, Explores a Time of Darkness with Hung Up, and even Gates Infinity with, um, uh, what was it, um, Like a Prayer. Old music, but still good. But anyway, you're listening to Drinky Fox Radio Morning Club, coming up TMZ Celebrity News. Don't go away, we'll be right back. That was, um, Cannon's Loving You, a new song, by the way, just recently released. And before that was, um, Good Old Classic Hot Girl Bummer by Black Bear from 2020. Alright, TMZ Celebrity News is on now. Um, let's start off with Vanna White. I'm worth at least half a Sajak salary. If you want me to keep spinning the wheel... This is exclusive by TMZ, by the way. Vanna White has got has got Sony spinning these days because she won't continue on Wheel of Fortune unless she makes at least half of what Pat Sajak has been making, sources have told TMZ. Sources with direct knowledge of the negotiations say Vanna is definitely clear. She is the co-host of the long-running show, 
So the pain disparity between her and Pat needs to be squarely addressed. The point of fact is, they are introduced this way on wheel. Here are the stars of our show, Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Yeah, that is kind of obvious. It's always been that way. So they're introduced as equals, but their salaries are anything but. We've confirmed Vanna's salary, three million a year. And get this, we've confirmed that's what she's made for the last eighteen years. She has not gotten a single pay increase in all that time. Pat reportedly makes around fifteen million a year. Vanna isn't asking for that. But we're told her lawyer, Brian Friedman, is demanding half the amount that Pat makes. One sort, and there's also a vote here you could do, um, uh, let's try 50%, see what happens. Yep, 50% Pat's salary. A majority of that vote, including me, 42% said 100% Pat's salary. Well, 12% said 20% of Pat's salary. So, yeah, um, keep going. One source next to Vanna put this way, After 41 years as a model employee and more the face of that show than him, Pat, asking for 50% of what he makes seems like a no-brainer. Sony, we're told, is not on board. At least not yet. One source with direct knowledge describes negotiations as very difficult. Well, that's just ridiculous, though. Our sources say also say that Vanna feels like the issue is bigger than her. As one source has said, she feels like it's a statement for all women. Wow. <laughs> We're told that Vanna wants to stay on the show. But if she doesn't get what she believes is the minimum of what is fair, that's a real possibility. Sony may be in a rough spot here now because Vanna provides continuity when Ryan Seacrest takes over for Pat a year from September. Really? That guy from American Top 40? Really? Now it is pretty clear they don't want to lose Pat and Vanna at the same time, just saying. Well, maybe they could be best friends with the guy who does AT40 our station. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry about that. I'm Kim Kardashian. <coughs> Breaks down over, yes, anti-sensitism. I miss the old Kanye. Kanye West's behavior, both publicly and behind the scenes, clearly tore his estranged life Kim Kardashian and their family apart, as evidenced in scenes recorded night around the time of his anti-mesphetic, anti-semestic attacks. In a preview for next week's episode of The Kardashians, Kim sobs in Khloe Kardashian's arms, explaining the Kanye of today is not the one she married back in 2014, and she'd do anything to try and get the old version of Kanye back. Well, the preview doesn't specify exactly which Kanye incident led to Kim's breakdown. 
The timing of other events in the episode line up with when <coughs> Kanye launches online attacks, including a tweet where he claimed he was going DEFCON free on Jewish people. Wow. It was also in the middle of Kanye's attack on Jewish people at their divorce, which he filed back in February 2021, was finalized. So there's also a chance she's sobbing over the weight of the entire situation now. Remember, Kanye faced a ton of hate after his comments about the Jewish community. After his shocking tweet, he tried clarifying, telling Piers Morgan he only wished harm on Jewish people that did him dirty in the music industry, which really didn't help. He also went on to deny parts of the Holocaust on Alex Jones' Infowars, bizarrely claiming to love Hitler, digging the hole even deeper. What was most frightening about the whole thing was the minority of people who supported Ye in the wake of his comments, including a group of people over an LA freeway performing a Nazi salute and hanging a banner that read, Kanye is right about the Jews. The A was dropped from brands left and right, including millions of losses from at ease, and was even named anti-Semitic of the year. But watchdog groups stopped anti-Semitism, so it's easy to see the pain and frustration that Kim was facing during that downfall, man. Oh yeah. Alright, I think we might be able to read this as well, TMZ Hip Hop. DC Youngfly, of course I'm heartbroken over Jackie O, but God's keeping me positive at least. DC Youngfly is staying strong with the support of God and his children following the sudden death of his partner Jackie O, telling us it's important to stay positive even when things get tough behind the scenes. DC was back to work in NYC Wednesday sharing he's understandably broken up over Jackie's death. DC admits his wounds are still raw and he still cries over her loss, but he's not someone who will post his emotional heartache online. Overall, DC says his new mission is to continue to inspire people who may also be down after significant loss. He posted a picture on Instagram, by the way, which shows him and Jackie O, who obviously died. DC and Jackie have three beautiful kids, ages 6, 2, and 10 months, and admits the conversations with his young ones have been tough. Admittedly, DC says you really truly understand what those emotions are like until you experience a personal tragedy. Jackie died on May 31st after ongoing some sort of medical procedure shedding light on a larger conversation about cosmetic surgery. DC acknowledges her death may go on to provide a teachable moment for some and wants, okay, wants everyone to make the best decision for their family and their own personal energy. Now I'm going to go ahead and stop it there. Whoa. 
Alright, anyway, um, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for um, Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Coming up in the next segment, in the second half of the radio show, we're going to have um, um, Pokemon news, I believe. So, yeah, um, stay tuned for that, especially if you're a Pokemon fan. <laughs> But, um, yeah, um, yeah, um, but you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for, um, Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go away. This is Tricky Fox Radio. You're listening to Tricky Fox Radio. It is the Morning Club, everyone. That was Steve Lacey, Bad Habit from Pokemon X. And speaking of Pokemon, it's now time for Pokemon news. Alright. <clears throat> Watch the latest episode of episode of Road the Worlds. Nah. Alright, let's take a look at the 2023 NAIC Pokemon Go preview. There you go. Um, this was posted three days ago, but it should be still relevant. Pokemon Go North America International Championships Preview. In ever-shifting metagame with immensely talented trainers, who will win a coveted invitation to Worlds, I wonder? This was posted by Sofotof, a contributing writer. And by the way, Pokemon Go was released back in 2016. It's a real-world adventure available for iPhone, Android, and single or multiplayer. Alright, the final Pokemon Go tournament of the 2023 play. Pokemon season before, before the World Championships has arrived. The Pokemon Go North American Champ- International Championships are returning to Columbus, Ohio, and will take place on June 30th, 2023 to July 1st, 2023. It looks to be the largest Pokemon Go tournament ever, featuring 256 person bracket and three days of matches, and both thousands of dollars in prize money the final four invitations to the 2023 World Championships in Yokotama, Japan are on the line. We'll cover the Pokemon players are expected to shine at NAIC so that you can make the most of watching it all unfold. And you can catch the action live at twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go. The Pokemon. In the wake of the move from Rebellions at the beginning of June, the prevailing strategies are still stabilizing as trainers search for new res- for new, yep, new recipes to success. Luckily, a few tournaments have already taken place throughout June in Torino, Syntagio, Fresno, Milwaukee, and Chiba to give us a sense of emerging trends. Most notably, Treviant has virtually disappeared from trainers' rosters after the energy cost of Seed Bomb was increased and several of its ice type counters were given new and improved more options. As a result, Whatever Pokemon can successfully rise to the top in the shift in the shifting landscape may hinge on their matchups 
against Medicham and his counters. Let's start with Medicham. Medicham has been one of the top Pokemon in the Go Battle League for as long as trainers could battle each other, and its usage has only increased as a result of June's move for Rebellions. In fact, Medicham appeared on over 80% of trainers' teams in Milwaukee. This fighting Psychic-type Pokemon has enough bulk to absorb, to absorb damage without using Protect Shields. A unique dual typing type and a unique dual typing that gives it useful resistances against fighting type and rock type damage. And a versatile moveset that can be tailored to the team's needs. Most Medicham use Ice Punch and Psychic as their charged attacks for their for the widest coverage. Though some trainers too opt to replace one of these moves with Dynamic Punch. <laughs> or power-up punch for additional fighting-type damage, too. Now on to Medicham's counters. With the Psychic-type Medicham appearing on so many teams, Ghost-type damage is in high demand. And with Trevian out of the picture now, bye-bye. Sableye is once again the Ghost-type Pokemon of choice. Becoming the second most used Pokemon in both Milwaukee and Fresno. Sableye is one of the few true counters to Medicham, dealing super effective damage with its fast attack Shadow Claw while resisting fighting type damage. In addition to ghost type Pokemon, flying type Pokemon generally have the advantage against Medicham. Noctowl maintains its status as a top pick throughout the 2023 season, as it has comfortable matchups against both Medicham and Zeb-Eye, bulk to hold its own in most neutral matchups, and with access to Shadow Ball now, which provides coverage for its counters, Altaria generally has a favorable matchup against Medicham as it resists counter and deals super effective damage with both its most tournament popular charge attacks. But its double weakness dice type attacks could make it a risky pick. But nevertheless, Altaria also plays a useful role as one of the best counters to Pokemon like Swampert and Venusaur, who can sleep for entire teams if left unchecked. While trainers haven't collectively sailed on how successful Fairy-type Pokemon will be encountering Medicham, and, to a lesser extent, Sableye, experiments to bring new Fairy-types into high-level play have already begun. Ryan Swag distinguished himself in Milwaukee with Zedene, while DV Sheriff was successful in Togetic in Fresno, Clefable and Wimscott were also are also viable options, both having received access to high energy fast attack Fairy Wind during June's rebellions. We might also see trainers return to using Azuromil, whose bulk and useful resistances made the Aqua Rabbit Pokemon a reliable pick. Other than dealing super effective damage, though, another approach to handling Medicham is to pick Pokemon 
that simply resist its most potent attacks. The bulky psychic types, Cresselia and Defense Form Deoxase, serve this purpose well. Like Medicham, both Pokemon have benefited from the appearance of Trevelance. Cresselia's fast attack, Psycho Cut, allows it to send out relatively hard hitting moves quickly. This defense form Deoxys, which uses the same fighting type fast attack counter as Medicham, is often seen as an alternative to the Meditate Pokemon. It does deal less damage though, but its pure psychic typing gives it the advantage against both opposing Medicham, already a big win by itself by the way, and fairy type Pokemon for that matter. Alright, um, unfortunately I don't really have a lot of time to read all of this other stuff, but I can give you a hint on the, um, teammates. It includes, um, Registeel, Stunfizz, yeah, a little bit here and there, but unfortunately I'm running low on time, so I'm gonna have to go ahead and include this segment here. But, yeah, um, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for, um, for Thursday, June 29, 2023. The next segment coming up, I'm not sure yet. We'll probably do, um, something different. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. But, um, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for, um, June 29, 2023. Um, but, yeah, um, we just get some stuff here on one, one point five, two point five, three. Okay, I think that'll work. Um, but anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for June 29, 2023. Coming up, a little surprise for you guys. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. That was only only girl in the world by Rihanna. I believe before that was Mood by Twenty Four K Golden. <laughs> All right, so I haven't figured out what the surprise is going to be, but I might have an idea though. Trying to think here, um, oh yeah, there's something I can do, it's related to Pokemon again, sort of, um, let's go to YouTube Creator Studio, let's can, there we go, okay, it's still loading I think, hmm, uh, not a lot of views for uh, episodes free of Explorers of Darkness, oh well, Anyway, let's go to the analytics now. Um, let's take a look at the past um, seven days. <laughs> now, despite episode 26 of Gates to Infinity being two hours long, to be exact, it's gotten 17 views in the last seven days, which I kind of find actually very interesting odd actually um there are six videos on this chart let's read them episode one pokemon mystery dungeon gates to infinity episode 26 this episode is the one where i continue the level grind at the glacier palace 
Um, and basically, um, we finally get to Muna's gang, but we still haven't defeated her yet. And then, on number two, number three, and number four is episode two, the new guild recruits, episode three, the screams, and, uh, episode four, oh, not episode four, there is no episode four, um, let me try this again, number two, number three, and number four is episode two, the new guild recruits, Episode 3, The Stream. In episode 1, A Storm at Sea, a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon explores the darkness. For this is exactly old. I believe it was released back in November of 2022. Which is kind of bizarre how that episode got a few, but oh well. But then again, I only got one second of view irritation, so there's that, I guess. Um... Then episode 25 of Gates of Infinity is also at number 6. And that is, believe it or not, the episode we, I believe, where we discovered that Keldeo is still alive, officially. Now, that episode didn't turn out as well, but hey, these things happen, I guess. It's all about level grinding these days. There is a button that does say see more, but I'm not going to bother with that because I don't even think that's going to work. <sighs> i got to quit doing that. <laughs> um, let's take a look at um, 2023 so far. Oh, uh, yeah. Um... Your top content in this period. Pokemon Black 2 Episode 3. I think the reason why that episode has become so viral back since February 7th of 2023 is mainly because I used the cheat code in that episode. Now, I don't know if you've seen the episode, but if you have, you probably already know, but I'll explain anyway. In Pokemon Black 2 Episode 3, I believe it or not, use a cheat code to cheat my way into getting all the Pokemon experience points. Because unfortunately, prior to Pokemon X and Y, um, your, all your Pokemon would not gain experience. And while, there, and while you could get experience share later in the game, it didn't really work exactly how it did back after later from Pokemon X onwards. Basically what the experience share did, you hold on to a Pokemon, and that Pokemon will gain experience even outside of battle. But unlike the experience share from Pokemon X and Y onwards, that experience share works completely differently. All the Pokemon your party will get experience, not just the one that's holding on to it, because this experience share is a key item. So all you have to do is put turn the switch on and all your Pokemon will gain experience. But the problem is this only works, this is only available in Pokemon X and Y onwards. Prior games, you actually have to, you have to use that cheat code for it to work. So yeah, kind of a disappointment there, but hey, that's what cheat codes are for, right guys? <laughs> Anyway, at number two is Pokemon X Episode 4, The Case of Mega Evolution. That episode, I believe, is where I go and um, try to wake up that Snorlax, I think. I don't know. We 
And then, yeah, um, you'll have to see it. Um, episode 3 is Pokemon Omega Ruby. Episode 1, which is actually um, the only episode of Omega Ruby I've done so far, believe it or not. I really should do more of that game. That did receive quite a bit of positive reception, Omega Ruby, actually. And then number 4 is episode 20 of Ace Infinity. At 23 views so far. Well, and that, well, yeah, 23 views in 2023, I should say. And episode 20 is where Kira nearly kills me, um, um, because I don't belong in that world, obviously. And number, and then at number 5 is episode 24 of Gates of Infinity as well. I forget what happens to episode. I believe that's the episode that, where I managed to defeat Kirkley takes about an hour to feed her if I got there. Um, <laughs> I really quit doing that. Uh, number six is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity Episode 18 the reworked edition of Saving Simba. Because um, the original version of Episode 18 had a lot of cussing in it actually. Um by me, of course. And due to YouTube's stupid policy on videos like that, um, I decided to make up for it by reworking it. And basically us, the station we're on right now, Tricky Fox Radio, helped them out with that, and they edited out the bad words and stuff like that. And there, and the rest is history. That's gotten quite a bit better reception than um, the original version. I don't care about that right now, Firefox. But, yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, coming up in the last segment of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Call, at least I think it's the last segment. It is, yep. We'll, um, do something else. We'll do, um, new movies out tomorrow, that is. So, yeah, um, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for, um... For um, Thursday, June 29th, 2023, guys. Yeah, um, all doing well, aren't we? Um, yeah, I'm trying to get some commercials here, guys, so please bear with me. Free. I guess that might work. But you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. Don't go away. I am the biggest idiot on this planet. You want to know why? Because I forgot what se- I for- I did plan ahead of this, but I forgot it now. Which means I should have wrote it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do improv again, guys. So sorry. Bye. Trying to figure out what was I was going to do. Um, um, yeah, my mind's blank for some reason. I forgot what I was going to do, but um, oh wait a minute, that's right, new movies out now. I can't believe it. it just came at the last minute, but um, but yeah, um. 
this does not go as planned, guys, but it came up eventually. Alright, come on, Fandango, load already. There you go. Those little maps for some reason. Um. <sighs> Alright, let's take a look at the movies. Movies and theaters, that is. Alright, um, let's take a look at coming soon. Here's what's opening tomorrow, guys, on the 30th. A Sovereign Haunting 2023 opens tomorrow, I believe. Everybody opens Friday as well, tomorrow. And the Company of Rose opens tomorrow, too, um... Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, probably one of the most anticipated Indiana Jones movies of the mall. That opens tomorrow, by the way. And then Meta Maya Pepica, which opens tomorrow, but it doesn't have a poster for some reason. So that might be a limited release. I don't know. <coughs> Prisoner's Daughter also opens tomorrow. Um. Then we got um, Rudy Gilman, Teenage Crackum, the Child with an E at the end of Child, the In-Logging, the Outlaws, the Unseen, Umbrello Eco, A Library of the World, and last but not least, Warhouse One. The rest will open on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and the next Friday. But, yeah, um, yeah, um, let's take a look at the Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Let's take a look at, well, yeah, we probably shouldn't do it on July 4th. Let's take a look at July 11th. Ah, yes, Independent Cinema. Independent Cinema has $5 movies every Tuesday, regardless of the time. Regardless if it's noon or 9 p.m. Regardless of whatever time it is on Tuesday, Independence has $5 movies, and they can get pretty busy, so be sure to be on lookout Independence while you're at it. Yes, it is out of town of Dallas, but it is worth it. And this is a standard format. Independent Cinema is located in Independence, Oregon, at 450 South 2nd Street, by the way. The one road where the railroad tracks are still on them, but no railroad, no trains go on those anymore, by the way. And this is the standard format. They also offer reserve seating as well. So make sure you visit independentsim8.com if you want reserve seats so you know you'll, <coughs> you are guaranteed to get a ticket in case if they sell out, that is. <clears throat> Alright, the times are noon, 3.15 p.m., 6.30 p.m., and 9.45 p.m. for Tuesday, July 11th, not July 4th. Now, if you live in Benton County, there is ones for Albany and Corvallis at the Pick Theater and AMC Classic, 12th in Corvallis, respectfully. The Pick Theater in Albany is shown at 3.15 and 7 p.m. <clears throat> That's a standard format as well. Um, 
the AMC Classic Corvallis 12 in Corvallis is, has closed captions and accessibility devices are available as, as well, which is really, really cool. And Corvallis is showing those at noon, 3.30, 7, and 10.30. The AMC Progress Ridge 13 in Beaverton is showing it at 2.30 and 6 p.m. respectfully. And not only do they offer closed captions and accessibility devices, but also offer reserved seating as well. And the real theater, which doesn't have any of that, as I mentioned earlier, just the standard format at least, is at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. respectfully. And that's playing at, at the real theater in Sweet Home, Oregon, which I don't know why I mentioned about Sweet Home, because that's a little bit too far away. But since our station is online, it's available anywhere, including Sweet Home, I figure I'd just throw it in. <laughs> and as for Tuesday, July 11th, by the way, Dallas Beater is not playing it, though, but to be honest with you, I think the Dallas Beater is dead at this point. <laughs> to be honest with you. And it's rated PG-13, parental guidance suggested, may it be inappropriate for children under 13. And this is a long movie, by the way. It's two hours and 34 minutes, by the way. It opens tomorrow, by the way. And Harrison Ford returns as a legendary hero archaeologist in the highly anticipated, as I said, fifth installment of the iconic Indiana Jones franchise, which is directed by James Mangold, who also did Ford vs. Ferrari and Logan, too, which is interesting. Starring along with Ford are Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag, Antonio Banderas from Plain and Glory, John Rise davies from Raiders of the Lost Ark, which, I, which is by far the best one of them all, Seanette Renee Wilson from Black Panther, good one too, Thomas Kretschmann, Dawes Boot, Toby Jones from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they're a good one. Boyd Holbrook from Logan, which of course I mentioned earlier by James Mangold. Logan's a good one, by the way. It's the most emotional weighted film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oliver Richards from Black Widow. FBN Insidior from Mortel. And Mads Mikkelsen from Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, which is a good one, too. I'll admit that. Directed by James Mangold, the film is produced by Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, and Simon Emanuel, with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas serving as executive producers. John Williams, who has scored each indie adventure since the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I mentioned earlier as the best one back in 1981, is once again composing the score. Ain't that nice? It's action-adventure genre. Release date is June 30th, 2023. That's tomorrow, as I mentioned. And you can watch the videos online at Fandango.com. But, of course, we're not going to do that, obviously. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is pretty much going to conclude it, guys, unfortunately. Um, um, but, anyway, whoa. Okay, that's normal. Um, thank you for listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for... Um, Thursday, June 29, 2023, guys. I am going to go ahead and include it here um, by throwing in some commercials.
But yeah, um, I think we'll close out the show with some music. I'll just add ahead of time. We'll close out the show with um, Billy Eilish, Bad Guy. And um, the one and only Rima and Selena Gomez, Calm Down. So yeah, thank you for listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club, everyone. It's been good having you with us. We might see you tomorrow morning. Um, possibly we'll see what happens. But thank you all for listening, everyone. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye now. I'm Jesse Atkinson. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.